Hello, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Agent House Podcast. And today I am so excited because we have Dorothy Hullabaugh of Needles Eye Media here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Hannah. I'm really excited. I am so pumped because we have a big, big conversation today about pivoting, about being bold in pivoting. And I just want to dive right in. So can you just share a little bit more first off about like what you do, your company, your background, and then we'll dive into your story a little bit more. Absolutely. So I am the CEO of two companies, uh, Needles Eye Media, which is the paid traffic agency that was really born out of my journey freelancing, freelancing on my own, running, you know, advertising for clients. And then, you know, eventually started hiring and that really morphed into, you know, what is today a, a seven figure agency that, you know, really we focus on helping digital product creators to scale customer acquisition with paid traffic. So that is is Needles Eye Media. And then I'm also the co-founder of The Gig, which is um, really a digital media company to help freelancers to you know, really create more freedom and flexibility in their lives and to you know, avoid a lot of the mistakes that you know, I made early on in my freelancing journey you know, and really be successful you know, working on their own. I love it. And if you're not signed up for the newsletter, I'm going to put the links at the bottom of the show notes here. So let's take it back to the beginning here, because I'm just so fascinated with your story. And you've been taking like the common theme I've seen is that you've been taking bold risks, literally since day one. And you have a really impressive story on how you left PwC. And I just want to like start there. So take us back to the beginning before the agency. What did this look like? So I have always, you know, wanted to be successful in this very vague, you know, what, like, what the heck does that even mean type of way? And so as I was going through school, my parents, they really imparted in me like the importance of hard skills, right? Math, engineering, accounting, you know, these types of fields. And so I knew I wanted to be in business. And when I went to school, I ended up studying finance and accounting and really kind of set my sights on, you know, okay, I want to get a job with the big four, right? It's like the big four accounting firms. Like if you were an accounting major, like, that was the goal. You know, if you didn't get one of those jobs, then like, what were you even doing? Right. And so I was so laser focused on that throughout college and, you know, did actually achieve that goal. I did my internship, as you mentioned, at PricewaterhouseCoopers here in their Chicago office and accepted a full-time job offer with them going into my senior year. So I was kind of sitting in this place where all I had to do was graduate and I was going to get this, you know, this very kind of stereotypical version of, you know, what I thought success meant. And what happened for me was during my senior year, I stumbled into the world of personal development. And, you know, that's its own long story. But, you know, really the punchline is that I started to ask myself questions that I had never posed before. Really around, you know, okay, why am I doing this? Is accounting, you know, I know this is going to set me up to make good money to, you know, have this, this status, this title that, you know, I thought that was so important to me. But I'd never actually asked myself the question, is this going to make me happy? Like, do I actually like this? Do I enjoy accounting? Like, is this something that I want to spend all day doing 100 hours a you know, week in busy season? And that answer was a resounding no, because I had never even factored happiness into the equation. And so once I realized that and, and really kind of opened my mind to this idea of what if it was possible for me to 
have this lifestyle that I wanted, have the income that I wanted, have the freedom that I wanted and do it in a way that felt elegant to me and that I actually enjoyed. And asking that question really just made it clear that the path I was on was not the path that was meant for me. Wow, that is so beautiful. And I'm sure that a lot of people can resonate with this, even if they are in the entrepreneurial world, right? Like we go through the motions and sometimes we don't even realize that, hey, this is actually not alignment anymore. Okay, so talk to us about the transition. So you realize, okay, this is not working for me. What did you do next? And how did you also make that transition? Yeah, so, you know, it's this could be its own entire podcast episode. But basically, I I stumbled into a network marketing company my senior year. Mm. And so when I gave up this job offer... I, at the time, thought that that was going to be the thing. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be amazing. And, you know, that really was not, um, was not my path. I graduated. I gave up that job offer two weeks, you know, after I left school and already had, you know, an apartment roommates in Chicago and everything. So I moved here intending on doing this network marketing thing and quickly realized that I was not on a path to being able to pay my rent and kind of survive in this city with how that was going. So I was, I mean, I was just, I'm like, I got to find an opportunity here. And so what actually happened, which is pretty crazy and really a lesson in just trusting the universe and taking each step forward. I literally went on care.com to find a babysitting gig so that I could figure out a way to pay my bills while I found something, you know, something uh, that I wanted to do and interviewed for this nannying job. And it was the wife of the co-founder of this company who I was talking to. And I had no experience with, this was like literally a five-week-old baby that I'm, you know, holding here. I'm so uncomfortable. She can tell. And, you know, she's asking me about my background. At the end of it, she's like, you know, I think maybe you should talk to my husband. And so, you know, it's funny from his side of the story, when he got home and asked, you know, hey, how'd the nanny interviews go? His wife said, you know, hey, so this one girl, she definitely shouldn't watch our child, but I think that you should talk to her. And so that was how I landed at Factor 75, which is a you know meal subscription startup. Ultimately, they went on to sell to HelloFresh many years later, but I was their fourth employee. So it was really an unbelievable crash course over the next you know three, three and a half years of how to scale a business from the ground up. And I got to wear so many hats and I got to learn so many lessons that really have gone on to serve me in a big way. That is just incredible. And I can just see the resilience too and like persistence from saying, okay, I'm not happy with this, but I'm going to transition to this. Okay, so fast forward now, you have this seven-figure paid traffic agency, which is incredible, by the way, guys. Like you need to check out her website, the whole nine. She has incredible, incredible results. And to me, I feel like too, even throughout this journey, we've been talking before, you know, you've pivoted even within the the journey of running an agency. So I'm just curious. So fast forward now. So you, you know, you left that startup, you started your brand. Talk to us about some of the lessons that you had had to overcome, you know, along the way. Yeah. You know, I think it's a very common story amongst agency owners. Like the accidental agency owner is like kind of a, a trope. Like it's it's yeah. the type of business that, you know, a lot of us kind of fall into. And and that was definitely my story. You know, when I left that startup, I really was just so eager to find something that was going to give me the level of, you know, autonomy and flexibility that I wanted. This was before remote work was, you know, what it is today. And so I decided, you know, why don't I just try to do something on my own? And, you know, I was pretty confident that 
I could get a job quickly if shit hit the fan. And, you know, I was once again, unable to, you know, kind of pay my bills and, you know, figure things out. And so I just decided to go for it. And within three months, so I hired a coach with money that I did not have, literally just like put my back against the wall and was like, I'm going to make this happen. And within three months, I'd gotten my first couple of clients, you know, who were willing to take a, take a bet on me and, you know, more than replaced my, my income from the job that I had left. And so from there, it was something that just, you know, really kind of grew over the next two and a half years of me working on my own until I got to this place where it didn't feel aligned anymore in the way that it did. And that's when I realized like, wow, like I love managing the business so much more than I love kind of being in the nitty gritty of like inside of the accounts every day. And so, you know, that was really when I started hiring a team and, you know, went from, you know, kind of a solo freelancer, which I did love for a long time, you know, until I didn't. And then that was when it made sense again, you know, okay, let's take this to the next step. And, you know, we, we really began what is now the agency. I love that because we actually do have a good amount of service providers and agency owners like in our community. So I'm sure they can resonate with that. It's interesting because like we started out on that route. I'm like the opposite where I'm like, I felt too disconnected from my work. And it's so interesting to see like the differences as we go through, you know, the agency growth, which is why we shifted to consulting. So I love that. So started the agency, scaled the agency, loved working on it. At this point, I'm curious because I'm going to kind of transition here because I'm fascinated with the agency growth. What have been like the toughest lessons of growing an agency? Let's start there. I would say it really worked to my advantage. I think that I had never worked in an agency before starting my own because I had no preconceived notions about what an agency looks like, about how it should function, about how it works with clients. I was frankly making it up as I went along. And I think that actually served me well because what really differentiates us is how deep we go with our clients. You know, I think uh, with a lot of paid traffic agencies, there can be this attitude sometimes of, you know, okay, we send you the traffic and what happens after that click, you know, that's that's your problem. And that's what leads to this revolving door that, you know, exists in a lot of of agencies where, you know, clients are in and out in 3-4 months because, you know, maybe the agency's doing a phenomenal job sending qualified traffic, but if the funnel isn't converting, if there's issues on the back end and the client isn't making sales, then they're not going to keep working, you know, with that agency. And so we really focus on making what happens after the click our problem. Now we're not building websites. We're not, you know, designing landing pages, whatever, but we are giving our clients a ton of consulting on what they do need to be doing, where they need to be testing. You're really analyzing that data and helping them to make sure that they're getting results from the traffic that we're sending. And so that's really led to this place that we're in where, you know, we have clients in the agency that have been with me since before I had a team, you know, when I was working alone in my living room, you know, as a freelancer, clients that are still with us now, three, four, five years later. And that's definitely the thing that I'm most proud of in the agency. So really focusing on going deep with people and doing things differently. I think that it's great to kind of step outside of what you know about your industry and how your industry typically functions and really think about, okay, you know, what's important to me? Like, what do I want my business to look like? What do I want these relationships to feel like? And really being intentional about that. 
Ooh, I love that so, so much because like you said, coming from traditional agency environments, it's very normal to see that. So I love that you focus on like adding in that consulting piece. And again, like the common theme I keep seeing here is trusting your gut like trusting your gut, which I think is really, really powerful. And you have an interesting story too of your recent hire to your COO, which probably helped too with the expansion of the agency. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, you know, basically what had happened for me was, you know, over the course of the first, you know, basically four years, I had a team, but I was the most experienced person on the team as it relates to, uh, you know, paid traffic and what we do for clients. And, we were more or less like bumping up against the upper limits of my own knowledge because my deep experience was in Facebook ads specifically. And our clients, they needed us to be doing YouTube ads and search and like, you know, what are we doing with Snapchat at the time it was and now TikTok. And so, you know, I was like, man, like I knew that in order for us to grow, me going out and learning YouTube ads to the degree I knew Facebook ads, like that was not the answer. And so... I essentially met this guy, John Lawson, and he had a very opposite experience from what I did. Whereas when I started growing a team and kind of getting pulled out of the kind of nitty gritty inside of the accounts and more into this, you know, role of, of managing the business and managing the team, I loved that transition. It put me even more in my zone of genius. And for him, he had the complete opposite experience. He started doing the same thing and he's like, man, this, blows. Like this is taking me away from what I love, which is the strategy, the execution, you know, how we are getting these results inside of the ad accounts. And so when John and I met was really a, a perfect match in that sense. However, he had offers on the table from much bigger agencies than mine that were offering him salaries, uh, bonus structures that, you know, I was like, I can't even come close to this. And so I was again in this position of, you know, okay, I just met this guy. We literally had our interview turned it. Well, first he tried to cancel the interview. So an hour before he emailed me, he's like, you know, Hey, I've got these offers on the table. I'm planning on accepting one. I don't want to waste your time. And he knew that I was offering literally half of the salary that these other, you know, these other offers that he had. So, so I emailed him. I was like, you know, Hey, can we please talk? You know, I'm, I'm really eager to bring someone on with your qualifications. So So we ended up talking for two hours and, you know, basically ended on, you know, okay, this sounds amazing. You sound amazing. The company is great. Like, it's really just if we can come to a number that makes this feasible for me. So that was a Friday. We scheduled a call for Sunday for me to give him my best offer because he was literally going to accept this other job on Monday morning. And as I was thinking on Saturday, I was like, how am I going to get him to say yes? Because I was in this place where I really did not like the path that I saw in front of me of, of what it looked like, like where we were going. Like I was burning out. I was being sucked in all these different directions. I didn't want to go. And so this idea just zoomed in my head of, all right, John lives in DC. I'm in Chicago. I've got to get on a plane. So I booked a 630 AM flight to DC for Sunday morning. I emailed John. I said, you know, Hey, I know we're both asking each other for a lot of trust, to that end, I just booked a flight so that we can have this conversation in person. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. But again, this goes back to the trust factor. And I'm curious now, so with that hire, because this is something that's really, really interesting, especially for a lot of agency owners, what has that done for you now in the business with having that key role? He doubled our business in 2022 
purely through scaling with our existing clients. We ended the year with, you know, basically the same number of clients, you know, maybe plus one than we started the year with, but we doubled in, in size in terms of our revenue. And that was purely because I found someone like, if you are the CEO, you do not want to be the smartest person in the room. <laughs> in terms of what you are doing for your clients. And John, you know, John had a hundred million dollars in spend, you know, on me in terms of, you know, what he had done with paid traffic and, you know, really, and had that expertise on all these other platforms that I didn't have. And so it allowed us to really step into each being able to do what we really love and what we're great at. And it was so eye-opening because I was always kind of, in this mindset, the first couple of years of, okay, let me go hire who I think I can afford (laughs) rather than hire who I really need in order to take this to the next step. And so my pitch to John when I showed up in DC was, you know, hey, I'm not looking for an employee. I'm looking for a business partner. I can't offer you what these companies can offer you right now, but I believe that we can build this together and ultimately can offer you so much more than what they, you know, can give you. And that, you know, really ended up coming to fruition very quickly. Wow, that was incredible. And that one line that you just mentioned, I feel like it was like a mic drop moment. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, you're, you're in this weird kind of push and pull, especially as agency owners, right? It's like, do we make this hire? But then we have to make sure the clients are there to support the hires and things like that. But I love that, which that also allowed you to free up space to now build this digital media company. So talk to me about that and like, where is this going? Yeah, you know, it's something that I'm just so passionate about because freelancing was my ticket into entrepreneurship and into this life that I'm obsessed with. And I think everyone should be obsessed with their life. And, you know, I think for someone who is entrepreneurial, but doesn't know where to start, maybe doesn't have funds to, you know, if you're going to start like a, a physical product business or something like that, like that requires a lot of startup costs that requires a lot of resources to get going. And freelancing, you know, you can start with nothing. I mean, I I was literally renting my apartment out on Airbnb to pay my rent when I started freelancing because I had no savings. You know, I just needed to figure this out. And it was my path to, you know, ultimately getting here. And so with the gig, you know, our goal is to help freelancers to learn these skills of how to work with clients, how to get, you know, how to find great clients, how to price yourself, how to, you know, really be a business owner and as well as how to actually hone these skills. So, you know, we talk a lot about these high income skills, right? So copywriting, paid ads, sales, graphic design, right? And so, you know, we give both the really the strategic and tactical tools to actually acquire and and deepen those skills, as well as the other side of things of like, how do you be a successful freelancer and, you know, really grow your, your income and your opportunity? So great. I love your story so much and I just love you. So I'm just curious. So for anyone that's like listening in now that maybe is like going through something similar to you, they're making a big, big pivot, whether in their business or maybe they're going from freelance to agency, any lost words of just advice or things that really like helped you during those times of maybe fear or self-doubt? Yeah. You know, I think it's really easy to look back on these types of stories and romanticize what that was actually like. And the reality is, is that you, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? It's very easy for me to look back at signing up for a profile on care.com to find a babysitting job and like, you know, being able to see like, wow, that led to this, that led to this, that led to this. But at the time, 
it felt horrible. It felt like I was failing. Like I thought I was going to do this network marketing thing. I, it was not, you know, not going my way. And, you know, then when, you know, when I uh, got the email from John, you know, four years later, canceling our interview that I was really just like, I was like, I need this guy. Like I was, I was crying on the floor of my office. It wasn't pretty, right? And so I think when you're going through these times of big pivots and needing to make bold moves, you're not going to be able to see the path. You just need to trust your intuition on each step forward. And I think that's why it's so important to work equally hard on your mindset as you are on your business, because otherwise it's going to be so hard to push through in those moments and to really have faith, for lack of a better word, that, you know, faith in yourself, faith in whatever it is that, you know, that you are going to see the next step and you're going to be able to take the next step no matter what obstacles come in your way. Okay. I love this. I'm going to go back to this and rewind and watch this about 10 times. So thank you. Thank you. So last thoughts here. What's next for you and the brands? Honestly, I've never been so excited as I am today about, you know, really what is happening in, in both businesses. You know, I think on the agency side, we really made another big pivot. So like I said, John, thanks to him and thanks to the rest of the team, really our entire team, like we're small, there's five of us and every single person on the team is an absolute rock star at, at what they do. And, and so, you know, we had this incredible growth in 2022, but what we realized is that we don't want to be this big agency working with 30, 50 clients. You know, we want to be able to go deep and we want to be able to work with fewer people. So, okay, if we want to have 10, 11, 12 clients and we want to grow and, and reach our goals, we have to be, you know, so deliberate about each and every client that we are working with and taking on. And so that is really, you know, kind of the the big focus for us right now is we had to make some really hard decisions about what we want the business to look like, who we work with, and then really aligning that. And so coming into 2023, you know, I think we're, we're posed for a lot of growth this year. And it's really a reflection of saying no, which is for me, like it's the hardest thing in the world. I want to help everybody, but you can't help everybody. And you need to be so intentional about the business you want to build. So, so on the agency side, it's really about, you know, leaning into our, specialty, which is helping people scale from low five figures a month in ad spend to high six figures, seven figures a month in ad spend, and of course, in profits as well. So that's really the focus of the agency. And with the gig, we just want to reach as many freelancers as we can. So you know, we have a daily free, totally free email newsletter and getting that in front of more people who, who need this type of content is, is really what we're so excited about in 2023. I love it. So, so good. So how can people connect with you after this episode? Yes. So you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram, Dorothy Halla. And you can find us at thegig.io. So I would love to give a gift to your audience if there's any freelancers out there. Yes. My co-founder in the gig, Jim Hamilton, he is absolutely phenomenal. And we have put together a lot of really just awesome bonuses that are so powerful, you know, regardless of kind of if you're just starting in your freelancing career, or if you're further on. So when you subscribe to the gig, we have our high income skills guide, where you know, Jim really goes deep on, you know, the biggest opportunities, you know, as a freelancer to, uh, you know, really pick pick the right skill if you're starting from scratch. And if you're a little bit further on, and, and you're you know, working with clients, 
I have a video training on my exact five-step process that I use to get clients from Upwork, which is our favorite freelancing platform. And you can get both of those totally free at thegig.io slash VIP. Ooh, so good. I'm going to include that link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was a ton of fun. 